And assalamu alaikum everybody. I pray that you guys are very, very well and in the best of health. A very warm well welcome to episode 7 of the Arabic with Sam podcast. In this episode, we're going to be going over my 10, top 10 favourite verbs in the Arabic language. And verbs are kind of the topic of this week. You know, pretty much all of the content that's coming out this week, other than my literature walkthrough, which happened, which goes out on the YouTube channel on Wednesdays. Other than that, pretty much everything is on verbs. Um, I've noticed that students going through my programme and um, students who I teach privately as well, um... Verbs verbs pose a lot of issues and, and they also open a lot of really cool opportunities. So that's what, we're, that's what we're going to be going over this week, inshallah. I think it'd be a nice kind of strategy for my content and for the free stuff that I'm putting out for you guys to um, have like a topic every week, have like sort of one sort of thing that we're going over in that week. And then that's what you can expect from my Instagram feed. That's what you can expect in my, you know, my YouTube content. That's what you can expect in the discussions on my Facebook page and obviously in my podcast too. And I think that'll, that'll help me a lot to put out more content and for it to be more focused. This lesson, uh, this podcast will be accompanied by a little free worksheet that you guys can go and print as well. If you go over to the Arabic with Sam website and click on the free stuff tab, or you can just type in arabicwithsam.com forward slash free stuff. Um, and there's loads of free stuff. Um, you know, as you'd expect there to be with a domain name like arabicwithsam.com forward slash free stuff, F-R-E-E, stuff, S-T-U-F, F, free stuff. Um, very good. So uh, let's get into it then, inshallah. Um, there's no no kind of announcements. There's no shout outs. There's nothing, nothing like that to do. It's all about you guys today. So we're going to get stuck into it. So the first of my top 10 favorite verbs is a verb. Um, which is samara, samara, seen, meme, and ra, all with fathas along the top, samara. And its meaning is that it's obviously a normal kind of standard form one verb, and its meaning is to sort of to chat or to tell stories into the night. And one of the reasons why this is one of my favorite verbs is firstly because it's so specific, like you know, you know, Arabic, but whereas in English we have the verb to tell stories. And then we add specific stuff using nouns and you know, nouns and prepositions and stuff afterwards. Um, in Arabic, you'll just have all of those meanings all kind of squished into one verb, which which just makes it so economical. Like it, it just makes it so precise. And and I, firstly, that's something that I really like about it that that it's specifically about telling stories or chatting in like a group, and then it's specifically in the night. And then also from this root. Some of the names of the people who are the most beloved to me come from this root. So we have the name Samir, the boy's name Samir, and the woman's name Samira as well come from this root too. And um, they're two just very beautiful names. And I- I'd noticed that I'd met, I've, I've met or I've known of quite a lot of, um, of quite a lot of black people who have the name Samir if they're boys or Samira of girls. A lot of like Somalis and, and Sudanese and, and, East Af- and West Africans as well have the name Samir and Samira, as well as the girls also having the name Sauda. As well, which is obviously the feminine of the word S-word, meaning black as well. And um, I never really understood it until, obviously, the term Samir or Samira. Obviously, it sort of it has the connotation of being black as black like the night. And, and as well, that's why in, in the Egyptian dialect of Arabic, they say Asmar for the word black. They don't say Aswad. Um, yeah, they don't say Aswad in, um, in Egypt. They say Asmar. And it comes from that same root, you know. So that, 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 that kind of um, linked a lot of things up for me. And so that's... You know, that's one of my favourite roots. I've very, I've not heard it used very often. And maybe only a couple of times in my life when I've actually seen it used in Arabic literature or seen it or, or heard people say it. But you would apply it, you know, if you, were to, if you were to say something like, you know, the girl told stories in the night, you'd just say, Samaratil bintu. 
Samarat al-Bint, you know, that the girl told stories in the night, or, you know, Samartu, or I told stories in the night, you know, um, or Kuntu Asmaru, Kuntu Asmar, I, I used to tell stories in the night, or I used to chat in the night. Um, yeah, so it's just used like that, just how you would expect it to be. The second verb of my favourite verbs, this is ranked number two, is a verb, it's so modern and it's so recent, and just because I see opportunity, um, um, just because I see, see opportunity to create a lot of different, um, you know, I see opportunity to create a lot of different new and modern verbs from it, like, so the verb, I'll give you the verb, okay, so it's the verb fesfesa, fesfesa, so it's a, we call it a quadriliteral root, or um, we call it rubai in Arabic, you know, verbs that have four letters in their roots, you call them rubai, if they have three roots, root, if, they're, if they've got three letters, they're called thulafi, um, so this is a verb which is rubai, it's a quadriliteral root, fesfesa, it's obviously root letters, fersin, fersin, and it means to Facebook someone, um, fesfesa, yufesfisu, is how it's used, and um, and in, in Aramiya, I think they call it, they say like, anabafesfis, you know, you say, I, I, I am Facebooking. And uh, the reason why I say I see opportunity from it is because obviously there are a lot of different of these social, there are a lot of different social platforms now. And um, like I just dream of a day when we'll have a verb like sanabshata, like to Snapchat someone. I've just made that up. I've never heard that in my life. But perhaps sanabshata will become a verb in the future one day or, or whatever else we have, you know, whatever whatever other platforms we have like i don't know if there is a specific verb in arabic to um to whatsapp someone you know um you know what what whatsapper or something like that i don't know if those could become could become verbs in the future but but i, th I think i think they're quite cool you know words like that that are kind of about an international concepts like like amazon or facebook or google or whatever those things when they when they manifest themselves in the arabic script context i think is just quite interesting so so verb number two fesfese is one that i really like verb number three one that comes in at uh in in third place is uh, the verb ta'arraba ta'arraba which means to become an arab or to become arabized um because there's a lot of people who speak Arabic these days who are actually not Arabs. A lot of people who we think of as being the Arab world or countries that are in the Arab League of Nations, which are not even close to ethnically being, you know, historical Arabs. Um, you know, so for example, like like people from Egypt, you know, people from Egypt, like the Egyptians aren't Arabs historically. You know, they're people who have become Arabized. You know, you'd say al-Masriyun. You know the, the the Egyptians have become Arabized, and that 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 is the case for the vast majority of people who we consider Arabs. And to be honest, the Arab League of Nations is is a joke, really, for you know for actually for actual Arab identity. Like Somalia is a country, and Somalia is a country that I've got close ties to, and um, I'm married into um, a Somali family, and and I like I know I know their language fairly well, and I know their culture fairly well, and I, the Somalis they're, they're not Arabs. You know, but for political reasons, the Arab League of Nations, they're considered an Arab country. Um, a lot of people do speak Arabic in Somalia. Um, but to be honest, most of the Somalis have met who speak Arabic. It's actually because they came to the UK via an Arab country. Like a lot of the Somalis who I know speak Arabic. It's because before they came to the UK, they went to Egypt. Or before they came to the UK, they went to Saudi or something like that. But but the, the verb ta'arraba, and it can also be used for an individual. You know, you could say, you know, ta'arrabtu. You know, I, I could say to someone, you know, and a ta'arrabtu. You know, I, I learned Arabic in Palestine and I, I became a, I became an Arab. Um, 
yeah, cool. I mean, the, the 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 concept of who is an Arab. Like, I wrote essays at university on what it actually means to be an Arab, and 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 all of it is quite boring, really. But um, you know, because it's all so many people have become Arabized, and then some Arabs have sort of become de-Arabized and have become more Western and stuff like that. So all of this sort of identity nonsense is um is all you know, is all up in the air really. But but regardless, we are left with this interesting verb. It is a form five verb, ta'araba. That's the one that came in. At Came in at the rank number three. In fourth place, um, we have the verb rafrafa. Rafrafa um, is also similar to fesfesa. It's a rubai verb, rafrafa. And rafrafa means to sort of ruffle or flap. Um, but it can be used either for a bird's wings or it can be used for a flag. Those are, the, those are the two most common things that I've heard it used for. And it's used in the Palestinian national anthem, yurafrifu. Um, I can't, I can't remember the lyric. I'm going to look it up, actually, whilst I'm, whilst I'm just talking through it. But I remember at, at, in, um, when I was in Palestine, um, we one of the poems that we had to do... What's the name of the poet who wrote it? It might even have been Ghassan Kanafani who wrote it. He's a very famous Palestinian novelist. Um, but um, I'm going to look it up, because the name of the Palestinian national anthem is Moltani. Moltani. And there's a song for it. Um, perhaps, I'll, uh, perhaps I'll recite it for you on this very podcast. Um, yeah, we had to study it, and um, the verb rafrafa is in there. Maybe even if um, Maltani, Maltani, Palestinian national anthem. Um, yeah, Palestinian national anthem. Yeah, we had to learn it, and they, our our professors desperately wanted us to, wanted us to um to sort of read it out at our at our sort of um leaving ceremony. Um so I have it in front of me. Um oh no it's by Ibrahim Tawqan, of course it is. Yeah, Ibrahim Tawqan. He also has a sister called Fed Fedwa. Fedwa. I've read one of her novels actually. Um she she's like a women's rights activist, Fedwa Tawqan as well. But they the Tawqan family are a, are a famous family in, in, in the West Bank. Um yeah. So um have it in front of me, but it doesn't look like this is where... Oh, maybe it does begin there. Um, okay, so I'll read through it. I'll read it aloud until we get to... Um, until we get to the Raf Rafa. So, the, the, so it's called Firubak. It begins with Firubak. So, وَالْحَيَاتُ وَالنَّجَاتُ وَالنَّهَاءُ وَالرَّجَاءُ فِي هَوَاكِ فِي هَوَاكِ هَلْ أَرَاكِ هَلْ أَرَاكِ سَالِمًا مُنَاعَمًا وَغَانِمًا مُكَرَّمًا هل هل أراك في علاك تبلغ السماء السماك وتبلغ السماك موطني 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 الشباب لن يكل همه أن تستقل أو أو يبيد أم نستقي من الرداء من الرداء ولن نكون للعداء كالعبيد كالعبيد لا نريد لا نريد um, ذلنا مؤبدا وعيش وعيشنا منكدا لا نريد بل نعيد. Um, that's quite far down. Um, okay, so 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 we get um, um عزنا عزنا like our greatness, our greatness. غاية تش تشرف وَرَايَةٌ تُرَفْرِفُوا um, Yeah, وَرَايَةٌ تُرَفْرِفُوا It's in there as, um, you know, it's talking about 
um, you know, the the the, the honor, the honor and the the, the status of, of Palestine and it and its greatness to Rafrifu. It sort of flutters like um you know the same way that like a bird fl- flaps its wings but the, but perhaps we do like a whole walkthrough on my youtube channel one day of that of that whole poem um you know because we learned it um when we were in palestine i mean i'm talking you know happened a few years ago but um anyway so raf rafa is a verb that i really like and i think it's just it's sort of onomatopoeic as well isn't it it sounds like flapping raf rafa very nice so let's come on to where are we one two three four five the fifth verb coming in at fifth place is the verb to bring out which is akhraja um, you know, akhraja, um, it's the form four, but there is a form one. The form one, kharaja, means to leave or to go out. Akhraja means to bring someone else out or to bring something else out. Um, Allah describes himself as, You know, Allah is the one who brings out the brings out the plants or brings out the, the pasture or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's used a number of times in the Quran in different contexts as well. Yeah, akhraja. Um... Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's a dua that I always make. It's not like a dua from the sunnah that I know of, or but it but it does play on things that are said in the Quran, like like like, like I like to say Alhamdulillah ladhi akhrajna min al-zulumati ila nur Um, that talk about akhraja min al-zulumati ila nur is used in the Quran a lot. So akhraja to bring out min al-zulumat from the darkness ila nur into light. You know, like Islam is Islam is what brings us out from the darkness into the light, and um, you know, obviously, someone myself who became a Muslim, like from from a non-Muslim family and from a non-Muslim background, and became a Muslim. Uh, that's um, that, when when I first heard heard the Imam um, in whichever masjid it was, I was praying at the time recite recite these ayat about Allah taking us taking us from darkness into light. Is um, yeah, it's just really beautiful. So that's that's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite. Um, one of my favourite um, words, one of my favourite verbs especially. So there's there's another context in which it can be used. There's one when Allah says in Surah Al-Anfal, um, like when the people who when the people who disbelieve, it's talking about a specific group of of, of um, the people from Quraysh at the time who were trying to kill the Muslims at the time. Like when they plan against you. So to kind of tie you up or to hold you down. Or they try to kill you. So is the plural of akhraja. No, not the plural, sorry, the present tense. Akhraja. It means to force you out. You know, they force you out of your homes. It's, it's yukhriju. They force you out. They, they do it to force you out of your homes. That, that's sort of another use of it. Um, a, a slightly darker use than than what what I mentioned a second ago, but um, yeah, cool. So um, so yeah, that that was one that came at number five, number four, number six, even sorry is um, is um, it's a, again it's a quadriliteral verb. This is the third one of those. It's a rubai verb. Um, it's not onomatopoeic this time, but it's just really funny, and and also like fesfesa, I think it op- op- opens um modern opportunities for words so like so the verb is the verb hatlara which means to behave or to become like hitler <laughs> hatlara and in the present says you hatliru so if you say something like he became like hitler you just say hatlara hatlara rajulu you know that the man became like hitler um and, and you can actually use it um you hatliru you hatliru you hatliru rajul um yeah, the, the the man is becoming like Hitler, or he, or he is behaving like Hitler, and I just see like any name being able to become a verb. 
you know, like for someone to become like Trump. I don't know if the verb tarmaba to become like Trump could could become a verb in the future. Or perhaps I if I start using it enough, perhaps I can influence people and it'll become a verb in Arabic. But um yeah, so you, you can have that and um oh oh Obama oh Obama could could be to behave like Obama or something. You can have names that turn into their own rubai verbs in in Arabic. I don't know if we can well, the verb sama is already a verb. Um, we can't have my name turn into a verb because it already is one. But, but but there are a lot of names out there which we could end up turning into verbs and they could become a become a verb in and of themselves. Uh, next one. Uh, this is number six, actually, isn't it? Gosh. Um, oh, we're on number six already. We've done one, two, three, f- one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, cool, cool. We are doing okay. Um, to become like Hitler was number six, right? Yeah, it was. Now we're on number seven. Okay, number seven. This is the verb which means to use something. Uh, it's a form ten verb, and it is istamela. Amela means to do something. Istamela means to use something, and I like this verb one because it's because it's a nice long ista form ten verb. Um, but but I also like that the noun, the mustard of um, the verb istamala istamal means like the use, a use for something. Istir, you know, if you were to say like um, um, in its use, you know, if you say something is, um, you know, is good in in its use or something like that, it'd be like fiestirmaliha. You know, I just think that sounds nice, fiestirmaliha, in its use. And and also I like that the word istirmal is also borrowed and is in Somali now. Um. And the word istirmal becomes the verb in Somali. So in Somali, you add um, suffices or suffixes on the end of words. Um, there are some, some verbs in Somali have prefixes as well, but generally you conjugate verbs by, by putting things on the end. And, um, you know, like in Somali to say, like, I am using something. Wahan istirmalaya. You know, you say istirmalaya. Or um, I think it's probably istirmalaysa. If I say, are you using this? Istirmalaysa. Or, you know, if we're saying we are using it, they, they just add these na or sa or a on the end to make to, to conjugate the verb istirmal. And that's just something I like about it. I like about the word, is, is the verb istirmala, that in, it's been borrowed into Somali as its noun. Um, you know, it's not been borrowed as its verb. It's, its noun has been taken and made into a whole new verb, especially for Somali, which I like. Um, verb number eight we're on now. The verb is, I don't know why it's one of my favourites, um, it's the verb tazawwaja, which means to marry someone. It's, um, it can mean two things though, it can, it can mean to marry someone, as in me being the one getting married, or it can be, I can't remember which one's which with transitive or intransitive, um, you know, um, transitive or intransitive, because I think a transitive verb is one that takes an object, so if I, if I were to say, I'll marry them. It doesn't mean that I'm the one who's going to get married to them. It means that I'll marry them to each other. Do you know I mean it can mean that? Like, I know there's a hadith, or or at least I, I'm not sure what the source is for it. But there's there's a there's a story. It's um, authenticity. I'm I'm not sure of. But um, you know, the messenger of Allah went to a woman's house, and she was known to be of um quite high status. Like she was quite beautiful and from a good family and stuff. And the Prophet said in Arabic, um, you know, I want to marry you. You know, um, using this verb tazawwaja, 
and um, and I think like the family got excited that it was the Prophet Sallallahu himself who wanted to marry her, but it was it was him saying I want to get you married to someone like I want you to I want to marry off you, do you know what I mean? You know he he had a suggestion for an individual who she should marry, and um, yeah, so it can be used in either of those two ways, and um, you know the reason why I like it is um, firstly tezawwaja ya tezawwaju um uh is um it's just a nice verb um it's a nice form five verb sounds nice but also i just love marriage you know like i just think marriage is just an amazing thing like i've been married for about three years now and uh, well over three years now and um you know it's, it's I, I just love marriage and i remember when i was like in the arab world and stuff and people would ask me um like intimate like they said like are you married um i wasn't married when i was traveling in the arab world then but I knew that I wanted to get married. Like, to be honest, I wanted to get married from when I was about, to be honest, I was about 18, I think, when I wanted to get married. But um, Allah didn't bring about a woman who'd have me until I was, you know, 22. <laughs> so, well, I was 21 when I, um, I was, uh, it was my, it was the day before my 22nd birthday, actually, when I was first, in, when I was first introduced to our family. Um, yeah, so that's what, that's why it's just one of my favourite verbs. I, I, like, I like its use. I think it's quite versatile and, um, you know, and, um, Anyways, I've got two verbs left. Only two verbs left in this little podcast. So, um, so the next verb, istamara, um, is the verb istamara, which means to colonize. Um, as long as I like colonialism, colonialism, the term would be istamar. Istamar is the term colonialism. El um, istamar. You're talking about yeah, colonialism. It's not because I like colonialism as a thing, but it's it's just because I think it's a word that. Well, when like when I've been an examiner for the GCSE Arabic, if they drop that bomb, they're getting an A star. Or or now now they've changed it, they get a nine. Nowhere near as interesting as it to get a nine. I mean, it, it, who wants to open open their results and see a nine? Let's have an A star, please. We haven't been indoctrinated by Hollywood films for us to open up our results and see a nine. The reason is because we want to see an A. We want to see A plus plus plus, please. I'm sure on American TV they've always been doing that. But anyway, we have to look at nines now. So they've they've changed it here in the UK. We don't get A B C anymore. We get nine, eight, seven. Um, so yeah, but anyway, like when when students drop istiramar, then they're getting a nine if I'm marking it. Um, yeah, istiramara, um, istiramar. Um, yeah, it's just a verb, form 10 verb, sounds nice, and um, it's, it's you know, it gets you high marks, and it's a word that people should be empowered with that vocabulary so they can criticise it. Next, the verb to contradict, um, the verb tanaqada, and if something is contradictory, then it is mutanaqid. Um, yeah, um, I, remember, I remember once when I was at university, and our lecturer was asking us whether we are people who are more in our aql or more in our qalb. He was saying like aql or qalb, and he asked me. And one of my proudest moments was I made the point of saying The two are not they're not contradictory, um, you know. Or English would probably translate that into saying they're not mutually exclusive, um, you know. Because when you say laser, um, laser is from Kana and her sisters. We have done a I think we've actually done an episode on that. Let me check actually. I think we have done an episode on Kana and her sisters, um, which is awesome. That's the case. Um, Kana and her sisters. Or maybe we've just done a lesson on sentences, and we actually didn't do one on. We actually didn't do one on Kana and her sisters. I'm not too sure. But either way, um, if you basically the, the rule is that the khabar of Kana and her sisters, 
or the you know the usually the adjective the thing you're talking about has to be a certain case you know you can't say if you're talking about two things you would usually put any on the end but if it's two things in in another case then it's any so when you say laser you're talking you're saying two things are not and then you can't say mutanaqidani because that's the wrong case you say mutanaqidani because of laser um, all the you don't need. I mean, honestly, you don't need to understand all the bits and bobs in that thirty seconds. I'm just, I'm just telling you that that is a sentence that makes sense. The the two are not mutually exclusive. You know, the two are not contradictory. A good little one for you to have up your sleeve. A bit academic. So um, so that's my last one. You know, it's it's useful. It's a good little um debate terminology, um, and good for the GCSE and other kind of academic um academic uses of Arabic. So that's everything for this episode. Sad, isn't it? Um, feels like I went really quickly. I've, I've been pretty chilled out this episode. I'm just sitting here in, in my room with my feet up. Um, got a cup of tea in front of me. I haven't had any schlurp throughout the whole episode. Um, yeah, so so the rest of the content's coming out this week. Uh, we will be doing other verb stuff. Um, I would like to do a live Q&A on Wednesday on Instagram and Facebook um, for verbs and we have questions about verbs or conjugating verbs or how certain verbs behave get in touch with me um tune in on wednesday or on um yeah probably probably wednesday evening maybe five o'clock uk time i'd like to do a live q a we'll get around to it inshallah um yeah but even if not send me in your questions anyway and i'll i'll try i'll try my very best to get them answered even if you have questions about conjugating verbs or about you know hollow verbs or weak verbs or strong verbs or different forms of verbs or blah 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 verbs or whatever then um then get in touch with me and um, i'll try my very best to help you inshallah um yeah so i'm getting all that out out for you even though i'm busy i'm getting all of this out of you even though i'm busy you know at the moment i'm moving house at the moment i, I remember in like the first episode of the introduction episode i said that, I was, that i'm in the process of moving house at the moment so that's why i've got any guests on board yet but um anyway, i'm still in that process i've left cornwall now um, I am moving to the Midlands, moving up north to me. I mean, anywhere sort of past Oxford is the north to me. Um, you know, obviously being from Cornwall. I mean, I, I remember going to school with people who were like, oh, bloody hell, you're going up north, going up Bristol. Going up bloody Bristol, north. Yeah, so, yeah, Br- Bristol's in the south, by the way. For those of you who are, who are not from the UK, Bristol is not in the north, it's the southwest. But, um, and people there are still farmers, like we are in Cornwall. But uh, I'm moving to the Midlands. Um, I have some guests lined up um, for us to do in future episodes, but um, there's going to be a little bit of time just for me to get settled and stuff with my wife and my son and get us all moved into one place. So, um, so I'm in that process at the moment. Um, so please make dua for us. Keep us in your du'as. Um, may Allah bless all of you guys. Um, may Allah keep you guys steadfast in your studying of the Arabic language. And um, next week is going to be on... We're doing some Qur'an next week. Um, I've not really spent any week. The topic of any week hasn't been the Qur'an. So next week, topic of the, the topic is going to be... Um, we're going to do one ayah from the Qur'an. In next um, next lesson, we're going to do like a whole analysis and a breakdown of an ayah from the Qur'an. It is an ayah from Surah Al-Qadr. And uh, there's lots of grammar to unpick from it. It's only a few words, but there's lots of grammar and, and some really useful vocabulary to pick from it. So that's what I'll be doing next Monday. That'll be episode eight. Um, as I say, don't forget to go over to the website. I'll link it up in the show notes to go to the website to get a free download that, you can, that, that accompanies this podcast on my 10 favourite verbs and how to use them. I'll see you guys in the next episode. I hope you really, really enjoy your day. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and being part of it. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.